You're listening to An Open Dialogue. I'm Violet Howe. And I'm Audrey Dandel. And welcome and happy October. I cannot believe it's October already. Like this year has just flown by. It's crazy. I, I welcome October though, because here in Florida, October seems to be when we start to notice that there may be something it, I can't even say that it resembles fall, but it is a little bit of a break with the humidity, and sometimes you get a little bit cooler in the morning or a little bit cooler in the evening. True. So yeah. I feel like October's the closest we're going to get in Florida to actually having fall. That's true. Yeah. It's it's very hard if you grew up with a traditional fall, as as we did and as my kids did. We We still kind of get sad every time this year because we like to put out our bale of hay and our pumpkins outside. If you put a pumpkin outside in Florida, it's going to be covered it with rots. bugs. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, like that's, that's the yeah. one thing. Like if you're going to do jack-o'-lanterns, you pretty much just have to do them a On few Halloween. days right oh. before Halloween. Yeah, we, if we, it's, yeah, if it's out there any longer than two or three days, it just starts to rot and cave in on itself. And it looks it's spooky terrible. and smells terrible. It is. Ugh. So, um, well... As you know, um, I am attending a wedding in Scotland and attending that wedding in a castle that has a lot of history and how appropriate to be there in October because October tends to kind of be our month of all things spooky and paranormal. Mm -hmm. Um, And when... When the bride first contacted me about the wedding, she had sent me pictures and links of the castle and was so excited about the castle itself and the fact that she was getting married there. And she very excitedly said to me, we've assigned you the Red Rose Room because it has a ghost and I knew you would love that. And I had this moment's pause of like, I would love to hear about the ghost. I would love to hear the stories of the ghost. I would love to hear the background story about the person the ghost is supposedly, but I don't know that I necessarily want to sleep with the ghost. Would you see, would you sleep someplace that was rumored to be haunted? Like I know a lot of people in in Savannah or in St. Augustine or these places, like those places that are rumored to be haunted are are in high demand, you know, they're, they're sold out. So what about you? Is that something that you would want to sleep someplace? I don't know that I, that I've sought it out, but I have, we, we stayed at the, the kids and I stayed at a uh, bed and breakfast in Savannah that we didn't realize until, um, until we were already there and, and staying there that it was haunted and that we were in the rooms that were considered the most haunted in the in the bed and breakfast yeah that's the foley house if anybody's interested it's a really great bed and breakfast um and and it did it did kind of uh make me a little unsettled it certainly unsettled the kids so i don't think i would do it again i i like to visit those places but it did not make for a restful night of sleep so see that's where i think and and i think too like i know a lot of people don't believe in any type of, of, of like paranormal activity, my son being one of those. And so it doesn't really bother them. They're like, sure, I'd stay there. I don't care. We went on, yeah. when we were in Savannah this summer, we went on a ghost tour, which I love doing. Like I love hearing the stories and I love that, you know, that possibility of having some type of encounter. And um, they had in this one house, there was this, you know, this, this room where this man is, is reported to be seen often. And there's this chair that people walking by on the street report seeing this man sitting in the chair in the window. And my son immediately goes over and plops down in the chair. Like, nope, I don't see anything. Don't hear it. Like, I think if you don't believe in that at all, then it really holds no, 
fear factor for you. You don't care if you're sleeping there. You don't care if you're staying there or whatever. Um, I think that there has to be a little bit of, of belief factor, wouldn't you say? I think so. And I just can't even imagine because there are places where even if I haven't thought about it, I, I get the the uh, what, what do they call it in the haunted mansion? The sympathetic vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I don't, I don't, I, I can't imagine that sense of of not believing so totally that that you would not have any fear of it at all. Or well, respect. Think, maybe fear is not. Maybe it's respect for. Oh, respect for it. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that for me, I was brought up in a very religious environment. Um, uh, and I think that if you're brought up in a religious environment, then you're brought up very much believing in a spiritual world, whether that be the afterlife, whether that be angels, whether that be demons, whether that be evil forces, good forces, you know, things like that are all tied up in our religious studies. And so I think for me, it's very hard to separate out, um, there being the possibility of there being ghost or spirits like I don't I don't believe in ghosts like the the sheet rattling the chains in the attic kind of thing but as far as there being um spiritual beings then I think that you know it, it's it's definitely part of my belief system so mm, I, do yeah. you think it's tied closely to religion um I don't know I, I think it can be I think that uh, being brought up religious can kind of push you one way or the other um, but I, I've met plenty of people who are, uh, religious and, and have gone the opposite way completely that they, you know, that they're not, they don't believe anything at all. So, well, and I also have, including, I would say most of my family who are religious to a point of, you're not supposed to go on to ghost tours. You're not supposed to go to haunted houses. Like you don't, you know, you don't want to mess with anything like exactly. that. Yes, exactly. Um, so it's something that it intrigues me, like the, like I want, I like hearing about it, mostly because I like stories. I, I'm yes. just, I like stories, plain and simple stories about live people or dead people, but I like the stories. And I think that's one of the things, um, you know, if I do a ghost tour in St. Augustine or in Savannah or in New Orleans, like it's, if you have a tour guide who is a great storyteller yes. and they just have you, you can't really stay on the edge of your seat because usually you're walking on these things. But if, if they're a great storyteller, then I'm loving it, you know, no matter what the, the stories are. And if there's some type of paranormal encounter that goes along with that, then that's just great that's awesome exactly so. yeah yeah we i did uh, my very first book event which is uh, coastal magic although that year it was called old city new blood it was in saint augustine and we did a um a ghost tour but there were two it, it was one company but there were two different i guess tracks you could take and and i had signed up for the walking track uh, and so my, my girls and I were there and we did the walking track and it was exactly that. It was stories. It wasn't, you know, they weren't sending us in some place to have somebody jump out of this. It was right. stories and it was right. so great. Well, all of my author friends who were there with me had gotten on the other track where they rode on the kind of cable car, streetcar thing. And they said it was all very hokey. It was, you know, they went into the lighthouse and there were people, you know, intentionally trying to scare them right, um, right. And, and I felt like I really got the better end of the, the straw there so well I I just I love the stories and I yeah. and I and I've been on them like we were in St. Augustine one time where we had a tour guide who bless her heart 
was not a great storyteller and and we were bored to tears I think the whole group was bored to tears there were several people that kind of like left the group and disappeared mm-hmm. down side streets and my husband kept saying let's just go get something to eat let's just go get <laughs> something to eat let's just go get something to eat um and so it is a, you know the storyteller them being able to hold on to you we went um my night surprised me one time with a full moon graveyard tour in the i think it's called the greenwood cemetery mm-hmm. in orlando yes um it's the largest well it's the only cemetery within the city limits that's that's any kind of you know sanctioned cemetery and um it's huge and this wasn't even like a spooky kind of tour now he does it on um the full moon friday of you know of the month during the cooler months and so it is spooky because you're walking around a cemetery at night with a full moon Mm -hmm. but his stories are not geared towards being scary or being spooky it's really a history tour history of the cemetery and history of different things that have happened in the cemetery and some things that they've had happen that are you know bizarre or that they don't have an explanation for but um it's funny because I, I, it's the stories. Like I love the stories. I'm on the edge of my seat with the stories. And we did, um, the summer in Savannah, we did a walking tour with a man who was very highly reviewed as a great storyteller. But then we also did one of the tours where you go inside one of the houses. We went inside the, the Sorrel Weed House. Mm-hmm. And um, we did that because not only did we want the stories, but the kids, I say the kids, they're both 20 now, but they'll always be kids. Um, the kids wanted more of a hands-on, let's see if something will happen. And mm-hmm. um, as fate will have it, I had a paranormal encounter while we were in the Sorrel Weed House, but neither one of the kids did. So they're, they're both still skeptic. They told us when we went in that there was a, a young girl who liked to play with jewelry and that there was a young boy who liked to untie shoes. So they just kind of warned us that if you have, you know, if you have on earrings or a bracelet or something like that, that's of great value, you may want to remove it and, you know, to constantly check your shoes. And I had on hoop earrings that were definitely not of great value. They were from Claire's. But um, at some point during the tour, something flicked the earring very hard against my neck and I thought it was one of my sons and so I turned to them like yeah okay like you're gonna get me with that and when I turned there was nothing but a wall there there was no one standing next to me um I I spun you know to the other side and again there was no one standing next to me and the earring is bent like I literally have to use my fingernail to kind of like pull the the back of the earring part um down to get that off so I do think that sometimes when you do these ghost tours you have you know, paranormal encounters, but for the most part, I go for the stories. I like yes, the stories. Definitely. Yes, I, I, I am. I've had more, um, I went on one ghost tour in Gettysburg that was all about the stories, but there was without a doubt a paranormal element too. And it was probably one of the, the scariest uh, places I've ever been and I've always you know I've Gettysburg is one of those places that where we li- when we lived in southern New Jersey we would go about once a month for my kids they loved it it was like you know it was better than Disney World they they loved it we would take a picnic they'd climb the rocks they knew the stories so um, we went on it on a ghost tour there after we had moved and, and we went all together and there were just some some parts where there was no doubt to me that we were in an area where it was, it was a thin place. It was without a doubt a thin place. And, and I think all of Gettysburg is like that because there was so much emotion right. and, um, and death there over such a concentrated time. It was, it was basically, you know, three days, two and a half days that, 
that all this death happened. And um, it, it's, there are, there are times, even when I'm driving, I will, uh, we have friends in Gettysburg. And so if we're staying in a hotel and we've been there late at night and, and I'll be driving back, I know certain roads I just can't turn down because I, I will literally, my, I, I cannot drive down those roads. It's, it's just, there's this something inside me that is screaming, no, 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 turn around, go back. I think your body can pick up on these things. Right. I think some people are more attuned to that. I think that children and animals are definitely more attuned to that. I know um, one of my, one of my friends had her toddler sitting in a high chair behind her as she was preparing dinner and the, and the toddler keeps giggling and carrying on and kind of, kind of babbling and toddler speak, you know, and she said that she just kind of playfully said, who are you talking to? You know, because the little girl was like carrying on a conversation and the little girl plain as day says Papa Choo Choo, which was my friend's grandfather's name. That's what she called her grandfather. And her grandfather had passed away long before this toddler was born. And, um, and the toddler you know, wouldn't have known Papa Choo Choo. And, and so I, I think that, you know, children and animals tend to be more attuned to the spiritual world. But I think exactly what you said, there are those thin places where the veil between our reality and, and the spiritual world is mm-hmm. so much thinner, that it's so much easier to feel that mm-hmm. there. It's so much easier to feel something spiritual. Um, I know I've, I've heard several people, um, and Diana Gobbledon has talked, has talked on it extensively, that the battlefield of Culloden is one of those places. I'll be able to let you know when I get back from this trip. But I know for me personally, um, Notre Dame, when I go into um, Notre Dame, like there's just this incredible, it's, it's almost like an, it's almost like an overwhelming emotional feeling. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like emotion just, you know, washes over me and I immediately become like teary eyed and feel like this just incredible spiritual presence when I'm there. So I do think that those thin places exist. And I think sometimes they exist because of the power of the faith that exists there. Yes, yes. Um, I, there, there are different feelings in different places too, because, uh, you know, we discussed New Orleans uh, a while back because of the food, but the, the, um, there, there's, there's a different feel there than I would say like at Gettysburg or other places that I would call thin places. Yes. yes. Um, it's, it, but it's still very, um, it's still very paranormal, otherworldly. I think it's because that is a city that is open to everything because yes. they have, they, there's a deep abiding Catholic faith there, but there's also the, um, you know, what was brought in from the islands. There is just, there's just an amalgamation of, of different spiritual beliefs. I, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who is a native of the area who doesn't have, you know, a, 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 at least a pretty good belief in, in something beyond Right. Same thing with Savannah. Like, I think that they are so much more open to believing in the paranormal in places like that, that, that the, I I don't want to say like paranormal activity runs rampant there, but I think those are both cities that have such rich histories and such a melting pot of different, um, cultures and backgrounds and beliefs. And, um, and both of those cities have a lot of, a lot of, dead and both of those cities can really kind of respect their dead in different ways like I know Savannah 
you know, the, they literally paved over cemeteries and literally like built houses and buildings and things like that on top of cemeteries. It's, it's literally a city built on our dead. And I, and I think that kind of factors into that um, paranormal activity that they have there. I think so. I think that's probably part of it. Now, interestingly, I don't ever get the same sense in Savannah that I have in, in places like New Orleans. Um, I, it just doesn't, it just doesn't, um, I, I don't know why. I, there's certain places like uh, the house that I said we'd stayed in and, um, you know, there, there's certain spots, but by and large, I feel pretty safe and comfortable and, and I don't really have that, that uneasy, I could turn around the corner and find myself in a different time. And that's really how I feel in both New Orleans and Gettysburg, that if I turned around the corner the wrong way, I would end up, I, I, would, I would be in a different time or place. It's right. just, well, not different place, different time. Um, so You made an interesting statement because you said that you feel um, safe mm -hmm. or you talked about the feeling of feeling safe. And, and I guess that raises an interesting question, especially with so many people that seek out paranormal encounters, people who go and stay in these hotels hoping to get a paranormal encounter, you know, people who go on ghost tours hoping to get a paranormal encounter. Um, do you think that it's really inviting something that could be dangerous or harmful? I don't know about that. I know personally my feeling would be that I would be so jittery and so nervous and, and I just would not be able to relax and enjoy myself if I had if I felt that I was in a place. Um, uh, on the ghost tour in Gettysburg when we were upstairs in this one hotel, I could not wait to get out. I, I don't mind having an encounter from afar or one that I didn't necessarily expect, but it's again that that sense of this could happen at any time. I was just, I was like, okay, we heard the story, let's get out of here, you know. Right, keeping, right. I'm, I'm staring down at my feet as, as we're walking out. I did not want to see anything. I, you know, I, I was ready to get out. So it's more how I react to it. I don't think that you're necessarily um, in danger, although there certainly are stories about people who have, um, who have experienced physical harm or, or, you right, know, something. Right. So, well, I think it's interesting how it can be something that is, um, you know, and I guess it's the difference in, in good and evil. And, yes. you know, if you, if you believe in a spiritual world, then I think it's, it, it's kind of goes hand in hand to believe that there's good and evil within that. And I think that spirits can be very comforting, um, to some people. And I think that there's other parts of that that can be very sinister. I mean, I know that there were, um, the ghost tour that we were on in Savannah, like he talked about um, people who had been on the ghost tour in the past. He had a picture of a woman who had, had felt something scratch her, you know, and mm -hmm. so, you know, it's quite harmless if something flicks my earring, but I don't know that I want some otherworldly thing clawing my neck, you know, no. um, that's a whole different matter. But I know that, that I, I think there's a difference. I think there's, you know, things that make you feel unsettled and uncomfortable and make you feel danger and things that are very comforting. Um, I have a friend whose brother passed away and she has several things that she believes that he has communicated with her. And they talked about this before he died. He had a, he had a, a battle with cancer and, and lost that battle. And they talked about this before he died. She was like, let me know that you're okay. Let me know mm -hmm. that you're still around, you know, and there's things that happen with lights in her house. That, um, there was a thing that happened one night with her phone on her nightstand where suddenly Siri said something and I should have asked her before we did this segment exactly what the wording was but it was like she woke up and Siri was talking on the phone and basically Siri said you know I don't know who's in the room with you 
or something like that. It was something about someone being in the room with her. And I'm like, I think I would have thrown that phone out the window. (laughs) You know what I mean? But for her, it was very comforting. Like she, she didn't have any doubt whatsoever that it was her brother. Yeah. Um, And so I think that there are times when knowing that a spirit is with you is very comforting. If you feel like you know who it is and that they don't mean you any harm, then I think it can be very comforting for someone to feel like it's a grandmother or a brother or a spouse um, who's watching over them. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, you know, there can be times when it's really has more has more of a sinister nature, well, too. Yes. So. And, and as a contrast, I, I was thinking about when you were talking about your friend with her toddler. My uh, when my grandmother died, my oldest daughter was three and she did not go to the funeral. Um, but my cousin was had taken her to the grocery store and they were walking around the grocery store. And um, Jenny said uh, they were at some point and. Devin started saying, oh, Nana, okay. And she was clearly having a conversation. Devin was a very articulate three-year-old. And she, okay, bye, Nana, bye-bye, you know, bye. And and Jenny said, it just gave her the creeps that, you know, clearly right. Devin seemed to be seeing somebody who was not there. And, right. You know, um, and, and so there is that. Um, on the other hand, I was thinking about when we stopped at the, uh, the, um, uh, sanitarium, the, the, the insane asylum yes. in Louisville. Yes. And, and how, when we drove away, uh, or got the in the radio. car started up that the phone, yes, it, it yes, started. I just got yeah. chills. <laughs> yeah. And Your, um, for, for those who don't know, I know we talked about this in one of our videos in our groups, but, um, we didn't actually go inside. We went to the parking lot and, and, and it was closed and there was, you know, you would have to book ahead of time for the tour or whatever. But as we drove away, in your car, mm-hmm. suddenly your your phone connected to your radio kept trying to make a call. Yes. And you weren't trying to make a call. No. I wasn't trying to make a call. No. And it just kept doing it over and over again. And you yeah. would hit the end call button and it would try to make a call again. Yeah. And so things like that that are like, maybe there's an explanation for this. <laughs> but like, it just seems like it is something Well, it was strange because we had driven paranormal. a long way and that had not happened at any other no. point. And we had stopped and started the car quite a bit. And, and it was it just It never right happened. There. And it didn't yeah. happen again. No, Like that didn't. was, you know, the road trip from hell. And yeah. it didn't happen again no. the rest of that road trip. It was just literally in those few minutes as yep. we were driving away Yeah. Um, from, I, don't, I can't remember the name of that place. It's a very well-known place. Oh, it is. In Louisville. It, you should it Google is. it. I, yeah. But, um, um, but so, I, I mean, I do think that it's, it's like I said, comforting for some people. And I think the thing is, if you know who it is, and I, and I do think that because I think we have such Waverly. a strong, Waverly, Waverly Hills, that's yeah, it. sorry, Waverly Hills. I yeah. think, um, because yeah. we have such a strong mind, body, spirit connection, I think our body can tell Definitely. when it is something yeah. harmful and something that is a threat to us. And when it is something that means us no, no harm or something that's comforting. Definitely. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We, now I know we talked about thin places, but there are also people or, or cultures um, that believe that certain times of year are, I guess you would say thin times yes. that like, you know, on, on certain times of the year on solstice or something like that that it that it kind of like I don't want to say opens a portal but that it kind of becomes more easy for you to have those spiritual encounters or for things to happen right yeah and that's never been something that I have it's not that I don't believe in it but I've never had any experience with uh you know with Halloween being for me Halloween was always a a light-hearted fun family time where we ate pizza and and got candy and and dressed up so I never really had anything where 
where I felt um, that it was a, a thinner time. We talk about the fact, you know, my husband frequently says that thin times when, when somebody is dying, he says right. it's, it's, he feels it very, he feels like it's, the other side is very close in those, in those. And I think birth and death are both, um, no matter when they happen, are both thin times. We are, we are really touching the eternal on both sides. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like a, like a, someone's traveling through, you know what I mean? Like they're traveling from yeah. one uh, place to the other. Um, and, and so that kind of like, I guess, gets you close to that. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know with the, I don't know much about it, um, but from what I understand about Day of the Dead or mm -hmm. I think it's Dia de la Muertes, I think it is. Yeah. Um, I apologize if I'm saying that wrong. But um, from what I understand about that celebration, they're honoring the dead and they, you know, cook like that. The person who's deceased, they cook their favorite foods mm -hmm. or they put out things that belong to them or they, they're basically inviting them. You yes. know, they're inviting them in, um, inviting them back to a, for a visit or inviting their their presence, you know, to be able to be close to them. So, um, yeah. so you know. And I like that idea. And I think um, that that's part of New Orleans culture, too, is, you know, they, they go and they sit and they go visit the cemeteries and, you know, the cities of the dead, as they call them down there. And and, and you know, you might take a picnic and. You know, it's 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 this idea of they're not they're not gone, right? You know, you're still right. You're still doing that. Well, there was when we took that history tour that I mentioned earlier mm -hmm. when we were in the cemetery in um, Orlando. He talked about that it used to be a social occasion mm -hmm. that you would bring out a picnic basket and a blanket, and the whole family would mm -hmm. come out and you would visit um, the grave. and And he talked about um, like the prominence of who was placed near the entrance mm -hmm. and that those were like the prime spots because as people came in and out, you know, horses, wagons, things like that, that, you know, whoever was right there near the entrance was, was, I guess, you know, who was seen or who had the more prominent spot uh, when people would come out to visit. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, don't I, mean, know. I think that's, uh, I, and, and I think we're kind of getting away from that in, in a different, this is, this is a segue or a, a jump off, but when I was growing up, my grandmother and, and her sisters and, and brothers did take me to the cemetery. We would go twice a year. And, and I learned a lot about my family going back generations and generations because it was, oh, this is this person, this is that person. And it became very real to me. I don't think people do that so much anymore. Um, I, I think that that's kind of something we've lost along right. the way. Well, and I think, too, um, it used to be that for the most part, families grew up and stay in the same, True. stayed in the same area. Yeah. And so your ancestors, your family members were buried, you know, nearby. And there might be like a family plot where right. everyone, you know, from that family was, was buried and, and, you know, relatives were nearby. Um, I think now we are such a almost like a satellite society where people, you know, people move and, and siblings are scattered hither, thither, and yon. And very few people live in the same area that their ancestors grew up in. And so I think it makes it harder Definitely. to make those trips to the cemetery or to kind of like honor those, those traditions of, of visiting, um, you know, where someone was buried. So. Very true. Very true. Um, something we should, perhaps that's something we should all think about is making a trip to our ancestral cemetery that could be our or, or maybe just remember them yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe just remember them because it's funny because like i i i don't know i mean i went that night 
to the cemetery in Orlando and walked around mm-hmm. um, with, you know, 25 other people. But I don't know that, like, hanging out in cemeteries at night is something that I want to make a habit <laughs> of um, or hanging out in cemeteries, period. Like, it's just there is something that's a little bit spooky. I love cemeteries. I go to cemeteries. Although we did. I love we, we also stopped at a cemetery on our we did. We too. did. We stopped and saw um, Johnny Cash's um, burial site, June Carter Cash, and um, several other people. I like visiting cemeteries. And again, part of the reason why is I like the stories. I love to read the epitaphs and, and read the, you know, what's what's on the tombstone. And, and I and I love the older ones tell so much of a story. Like sometimes they would let you know, like, this is whose daughter this is. And this is what happened to her. And then it was in this year. And they, you know, they just crossed the plains or whatever. Like there's all these stories, um, you know, on the on the stone. And I and I feel like we've definitely gotten away from that where there's very little information about that person. So I don't know. Okay, well, thank you for listening. That is all the time that we have for today, but thank you for listening to An Open Dialogue. And we will see you another time. If you would like to get in touch with us, then please um, contact us at anopendialogue1 at gmail.com. Thank you.